Wait for it, wait for it, and we're live. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for a daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. Today we are recording from a secret underground bunker because, well, you know, they're looking for us. But uh, I understand Nick is going to use his connections to the uh, Coast Guard, and he's going to make them all disappear. Yay. They're going to jump the submarine, and it's all over. True story, right, Coast Nick? Coast Guard doesn't have submarines. I got a couple of cutters we can steal. <laughs> well, hell. So we got to rob the Navy then? I have no problem with that. It's just the okay. Navy. I mean, what's a few missing boats? There's two submarines right here in Point Loma. That's on my patrol patrol route. All righty. So um, what have you guys been up to? Um, anybody watching or, or reading anything good at the moment? Nope. Uh, I we're just, going uh, through a list of just old sci-fi movies starting with the mid-50s. Yeah, we're watching. Uh, gonna be doing an episode of reviewing uh, Forbidden Planet here in the not too distant future. Uh, so that should be interesting to see where technology and sci-fi was in the night. Was it nineteen fifties? Nineteen fifty-six. I was, I believe, was its release date, and it had technology well, like technology we wouldn't see until the seventies. It was amazing. Nice, nice. So, are you saying that they out Star Wars and Star Trek to the two brands that are so iconic? I would say that uh, that movie is the Star Wars as far as like innovation and special effects for the 50s. And we wouldn't see that type of jump until we get to Star Wars with uh, Industrial Light and Magic. But we'll talk about that during that podcast. So are you watching it? And then we'll, we'll move on. But are you watching it in the original black and white or are you watching the Technicolor reboot? Um, it was the Technicolor, Technicolor reboot because it's hard as hell. To find the black and white, even the link you sent me was still in Technicolor. Yeah, I noticed that. Trying to find that was the uh, an Internet Archive site because it's in public domain. I think yeah, public domain. So I just yeah, um, got suckered into watching a show called Mech Cadets, which is based on Mech Cadet U, which is a graphic novel, and it's uh, it's on Netflix right now, like the first ten episodes. And the kid is really digs robots. Yeah, uh, it's kind of anime cartoon. I don't know where the line is, but it's based on a graphic novel. It's written by an American, but it definitely feels like it's very Japanese. When you're when you're done with that, check out uh, Ultraman. It's an animated, well, CGI animation on Netflix. It's really good too. Okay, I will write that down. Maybe we'll do some episodes on those as well. Um, what about you, Paul? You you've been silent. Are you watching or reading anything good at the moment? Well, I've been kind of binge watching uh, Strike Witches on Crunchyroll, and I now I've moved into on the Overlord on uh, Crunchyroll. What are I love those Crunchyroll? Is that uh, anime? They're both anime. Yeah, Strike Witches is World War Two analogies. Uh, women with magical powers that fly with. Uh, Propeller-driven brooms, so to speak. Uh, one of the characters' name is Charlotte Yeager, which was basically an homage of Chuck Yeager. Oh, the Chuck Yeager? The Chuck Yeager. 
Chuck Yeager. Uh, Nick, I understand you used to stalk him back in the day. Chuck Yeager? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, strategically, uh, what is it? Reconnaissance, re reconnoiter the space. There we go. We, we, we call it RISTA. Uh, reconnaissance, um, reconnaissance, surveillance, tactical acquisition. There you go. We're totally not stalking. It's, it's tactical. Yeah, I used right. a camera. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dave? Uh, or David, excuse me. Are you reading anything or watching anything cool at the moment? Um, pretty much been focused on putting words down, so I haven't really been absorbing a ton of media. But um, of late, I kind of got back into the expanse. I had been watching like a bit of that, you know, back in the day. And then I'm like, man, I need to start rewatching this because I love the show. Uh, and then I started um, – it's on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime, the periphery. And so I'm like, you know, let me get some of the William Gibson on and check that out. And it's been pretty fascinating to, to go through that and watch. So I've been enjoying that a bit. But those are the only two of late that I've been kind of diving into to any degree. So nice. Nick, I just saw a, a commercial for a new show or series that's coming out called Rebel Moon. It definitely looks like Rambo meets Star Wars. I think Funny story behind Rebel Moon. Oh, yeah, because that is the uh, – there's going to be Rebel Moon Part 1 and Part 2. It's broken up into two parts, done by Zack Snyder, and that was Zack Snyder's um, Star Wars movie that he was going to make, and it got shot down by Lucasfilm because it didn't have any legacy characters in it. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to take my story, and I'm going to revamp it a little bit and do something else. That is cool. So I was right to pick up on the Star Wars vibes then. I thought my bad was just uh, reaching. Yeah, it would no. It it was a it was a good catch because it was written originally to be a Star Wars film, uh, like a trilogy almost. I think. Nice, nice. It looks good. I saw the uh, the commercial for it just popped up while I was prepping for the show. So with that being said, we're gonna let our guests. Uh, Nick, don't die. I know it's hot in California right now. Uh, we're gonna let our no, guests. No, there's the dust from the alien mask, and oh. I, just, I said you guys are private chat going like. So no one's going to tell me that I just had dust like right here and all over here. Like I was like an extra from Home Alone 2, you know. I mean, you know, I don't know what the California styles are, so I'm not going to judge. It's usually board shorts and a T-shirt, but like dust is, uh, I guess, optional. Hobo chic? We'll blame it on the hurricane. We'll, we'll call it hobo yeah. chic. Hobo you put, chic? If you put chic in for, uh, after anything, it makes it 10 times better always. Right. Yeah, about 90% right. of the time. Most of the time, it's just pretentious BS, but, you know, we just go with it. We roll that way. What, what's it they told us at the NCO Academy, Nick? If you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, so David, can you introduce yourself to our, our listeners and viewers? Uh, sure. My name is David Batterina, and I am an author, uh, typically urban fan. I mean, I'll write pretty much anything. So, um I've been on YouTube for years. Uh, I just kind of like to get out there, support fellow authors, um, help people along if I can. I've always been kind of a teacher and a guide in some way. So I sort of, uh, I don't know, I just kind of keep that going. I enjoy helping people out and I enjoy writing ridiculous stuff. So uh, my first novel was Urban Fantasy. I wrote some uh, horror short stories, started getting into that. Um, then I found a love for, you know, uh, redneck horror so i didn't really expect that but but that was a, a blast to write into that genre and uh currently working on space puke which is a uh, humorous science fiction space 
think uh, Red Dwarf, Ice Pirates, Spaceballs, Guardians of the Galaxy, buddy movie sort of uh, space adventure that I'm having an absolute blast with. So, who are you writing that for? For me. Okay. <laughs> so you're not. No, so it, it started out as a short story, actually, that I submitted to a competition. Um, and then, you know, it was just one of those things where it worms your it with, worms its way into your brain. And I'm like, man, I really need to expand on this. And so I did and broke up the short story into a couple of chapters, wrote a first chapter for it. And uh, Liberty Con this past year, I read that first chapter. And uh, there were just a few people in the room, but they happened to all be the three Ravens crowd. And they loved it. So I was like, all right, let me let me run with this. So I've been, you know, chatting with Hillbilly about it and stuff like that to see if I can uh, get this one submitted to him. Toot sweet. So, so there used to be uh, MD Cooper put it out the uh, Pew Pew anthology series she did, which was all space comedy. But apparently, my space comedy is too crude for that crowd. Uh, <laughs> she said it was barracks appropriate, not public appropriate. But I mean. That's probably a fair assessment. So I got a Marine sure. to help me clean out the language and uh, and tone it down just a little bit. Nice. I I'm told, though, that I gave a whole new meaning to bucking for rank. <laughs> just going to leave that right there, and uh, you can check that out. Vacuum sucks hard. The Adventures is the USS Big Stick. Nice. Um, <laughs> I know Nick's trying not to laugh. He's, like, doing the straight officer face. Uh, and what about you, Paul? Can you introduce ourselves to the viewers and listeners? <laughs> Yeah, my name is uh, Paul Sparks. I'm a new author. I have got three short stories published in the Last Brigade Universe. Uh, 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 Bill Webb's uh, universe. Uh, I've got another short story coming out in uh, Jenny Posthumus's uh, Corsari universe with three ravens. And uh, I'm working on some car wars stories right now so the uh the one in the posthumous one is that the one that's the charity for for her son or is that the um... no this was uh the embers of uh embers of vengeance uh anthology it's been for like two three years in the works okay so um are you playing in any of the other ones three ravens doing the other anthologies um, I'm working on something to submit to the open call for the Convoy Chaos uh, Car Wars anthology. Nice. So for, for Nick, that would basically be driving down your interstates. So you should, yeah, you should I relate. Hate, I hate the states so much. <laughs> um, all right. So with that being said, the next part of the introduction, dear listener, is how we first found them. And, you know, you stalk people as you, I mean, you follow them. Was it wrist? Is that what you called it, Nick? I got to get the terminology right. So I don't go to jail. Rista. Rista. Rista there. That's what we were totally doing. The target acquisition at the end. Yeah. 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 Um, we just won't say what they're targets of. But uh, so I was hanging out in the Three Ravens Discord because it's a pop in place. You got to mute some channels or you'll never get any sleep because your your computer or phone or whatever will constantly ping at you until you drain your battery completely. Because those people it's don't like, ever sleep. It's like You're your meme page, your meme chat, yeah, constantly going on. Yeah, you gotta you gotta mute that stuff because people are always talking, and if you don't, it will it'll like kill your battery, and you'll wake up like I just charged this yesterday. What's going on? So. Yeah, I had All I right. had to mute it because 
I had a six hour float and my battery died within two and a half hours of it because ding, ding, so ding, it's, ding, it's, ding. And I'm like, oh, it's a bunch of salty veterans that uh, we share memes with each other that are probably not fit for public consumption, but they're hilarious. But in Ben's That's case, it's always uh, anime or... gifts. What's that, Paul? In Ben Smith's, uh, Benjamin Smith, uh, Smith's case, it's always anime gifts. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, we don't judge. A humor is humor. The more irreverent, the better. That's just the way we roll. Exactly. All right. But this is both of yours first time on the show, so you don't get to get away unscathed. So the religion question, since you were just talking, Paul, we're going to go to you. Star Wars, Star Trek, or Firefly? Yes. One okay. of us. One of us. <laughs> All right. What about you, David? Firefly. Easy choice. Outstanding answer. Yeah. So Shiny. am I the only one that thought Wash's death was such a waste of writing? Uh, Why'd you have to bring that up? Yeah, yeah. it's still too soon. You really just have so to cut me deep like right off the bat like that? That's all right. That's how we roll. That's what we call hard-hitting journalism, people. I, am, I, consider I didn't myself think we were going to cry this episode, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that happens after the probing, not before. Um, yeah, I went there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just felt like if you were going to do it, like with killing him, I don't. I'm not against killing characters. Make it matter. Yeah, you know? there's that. I mean, I, look, they th that the show was just screwed from start to finish. But it's like for what it is, it is. It's the gem for me. So it's as close as we're going to get to a conclusion. Uh, sure. <laughs> so uh, unless they hire Nick to write the graphic novel. The conclusion is actually Tucker and Dale versus evil. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. where they went. Yeah. I so enjoy that call, movie very much. Nick, if they call you up and Nathan Fillion's like, look, Mr. Garber, sir, Ranger bat guy, would you please draw the graphic novel to conclude this amazing trilogy universe? Would you do it? Yes. I need okay, that's the right answer. friends. <laughs> So if, if you're listening, Nathan, you know what to do. Ask him and you shall get your answer. All right. And then because we are uh, polytheistic here at the Blasters and Blaze podcast, Game of Thrones, Wheel of Time, or Lord of the Rings. And we'll go to you since you just spoke, David. You get to answer again. No pressure. Oh, man. Game of Super Thrones. secret option D is Conan. Conan. Got 100% Conan then. Yeah, I would okay. I would go there. Game of Thrones, sure. First couple seasons, all right, fine. You know, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I like Conan's Conan's Conan's. The, he's legit. That's you got. That's a, that's a whole nother thing. The novels, the comics, the second edition comics, the movie by Arnold, the movie by was it Stallone that did the second Stallone, one? No, not Stone. No, let's not talk Stallone. Um, yeah. So so Arnold, absolutely. Um, I mean, we can even throw some red Sonia in there and be like good about it. Uh, I had back in the day, I had some of the old seventies comics, like the old graphic novels and stuff like that from Conan. Uh, I have no idea where they are probably somewhere in like my mom's attic somewhere. Um, but those were, those were awesome. I actually had another one. Uh, it's funny. It was like kind of like a crossover. It was one of those things where you, you listen to the album, like the vinyl and it was a uh, star Trek story about a barbarian appearing on the enterprise and you'd listen to it and it'd have like somebody narrating the whole thing with like sounds in the background and stuff. Um, so like I was always a, a Conan guy 
um, anything that's more modern tends to just irritate me to be perfectly honest game of thrones certainly um you know because beyond really i'm like i, I can't really peg the season but beyond the first couple seasons like i was i was all right i love lord of the rings i you know absorbed a lot of that listened to the soundtrack over and over again played the tabletop game once or twice um but it's you know it's as soon as it started getting to hobbit territory and then it was just more movies more movies more movies i i kind of tuned it all out that's a fair okay. assessment that's, that's fair all right yeah. what about you paul Conan. game of thrones oh okay I've no. never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones, and I've never read The Wheel of Time. Well, well, that's fair, but you could have said Lord of the Rings. I did Lord of the Rings, yes, but as same with David. Once they started really doing all the additional stuff, it's just kind of like, eh. I remember reading The Hobbit when I was eight or nine years old. That was when I really got into uh, The Hobbit. But I've been a fan of Conan since since I could swing a sword. That original 70s, like, like cartoon Hobbit, that was Oh, epic. yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that, that was one first was probably the, when better I saw than it. the movies. Right. <laughs> I was just bored for another three three movies. Okay. So we will go with that then. All right. Um, Stabby, do they do they get to stay? You get to get the final vote where they're the right answers for you. I accept. Outstanding, outstanding. So we're gonna show you the clip that got inspired this episode. Uh, and while this is a political hearing, please bear with us. We are not a political show. So we're sticking to the politics of the extraterrestrial because ET wants to phone home. But here's what inspired the show. And every every site that I site that I give you for resources today, dear listener, we will uh, we will link in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself and give total credit for the where we stole it from. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent? extraterrestrials something i can't discuss in public setting okay i can't ask when you think this occurred <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft uh stated earlier do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft as i've stated publicly already in my news nation interview uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries yeah were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so first, uh, Nick, can you tell people what a skiff is in case they don't know? It's a place that you hold all your secrets. Um, it stands for Secure Something Something Information Facility. It's been a while since I've been in a skiff. And the last time I was there, I didn't want to be there. Um, yeah, that's where uh, all your top secret and well, secret and above goes through. Uh, you got a you got a redlined computer or a red cord computer, 
that uh, controls all that flow of information. Uh, back in 05, there's a big problem with people storing corn on it. Uh, just it was a popping good time. It was a, it was a popping good time. Yeah, that's where you got the best stuff. But then someone take it off the, the skipper net or the skipper net, and then uh, it was just bad. <laughs> All right. So the official term, because I Googled it while Nick was talking, because they put him on the spot, was sensitive compartmental compartmented information facility, which is basically a secret room out back behind the woodshed where they keep secrets and then they beat people who are out of line. I got about right? Just because I yeah. beat into the diff. <laughs> I guarded one once, but they didn't tell us what it was. I found that out after the fact by putting some stuff together. Well, it was really weird too, because like my uh, TSCI application was still in and like two months later after I, I got it, so I was walking by, I went to go take some files from the company to the battalion. And I walked in there and I had to walk into the Intel office and this, they left the skiff door just slightly cracked. And I'm like, oh, what's that? Because it looked like a hatch to a submarine. It was pretty cool. It had like a crank wheel and all that stuff. And I look in there and somebody spotted me and rats me out. Eight hours of debriefing later, I go back to the company, back to my platoon, and then I got smoked for an hour and a half because they couldn't find me because nobody told them. So I got really good at upper body strength that day. <laughs> and you probably couldn't tell them where you were because reasons, secrets and such. No, I also had to sign an NDA before I left. Like, you can't tell anybody you were in here or what we were doing. I'm like, man, I'm going to get scuffed. Up. And I was right. Yeah. Go to the, go to the sand pit and have some fun. Uh, build stronger muscles or something. All right. So first with that video, that's what got me thinking, man, this could be a fun, interesting topic. Uh, and, and Nick and Stabby and I will go last because you guys are the guests and we have manners sometimes ish. Maybe the ish is doing a lot of heavy lifting. But uh, so Paul, do you think they really found aliens? No. Well, oh, okay. It, it's, it's hard to tell. It's, it's the government. So who never know? Doc Travis, uh, told me some stuff at Liberty Con that made me more of a believer than I was since he has inside knowledge and he was actually in some of the congressional hearings on it. So I trust him. And if he says that it's alien, I tend to believe him. Uh, and who is this person? You name dropped a Doc Travis. Who's that? Uh, Dr. Travis S. Taylor. He is a Bane author, uh, runs, he's the head of uh, Skinwalker Ranch. He does uh, the Rocket City Redneck program. Uh, and he's uh, an expert on uh, paranormal extraterrestrial. Okay. I didn't know you could be an expert on that. All right, so that's that's interesting. Um, what about you, uh, David? What did you think of that? I think it's a load of crap. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think anything's there. There's nothing that's actually presented in any way. Anything that they do present is just redacted as it is. So at this point, I just chalk it up to look over here at the shiny thing, so you don't see all the other stuff going on because that's pretty much how it all operates at this point. Um, you know, and I don't tr like, you know, we're, we're talking about 
uh, we're talking about people that can't get a weather report right a week from now or can't get mail to you on time. And we're going to trust them to have all these like expert things about, um, you know, these giant questions that are going on. I, I would love to believe, I think it'd be like, you know, it'd be amazing and cool and, and all of those interesting things, but you got to give me more than some, you know, blurry dot on a crappy screen, uh, before I'm going to go ahead and say that, yes, unequivocally, you have proof of something. Uh, it reminds me of a great comedy bit from Mitch Hedberg, where he just said, what if Bigfoot is blurry? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah pretty much because all we see is just this blurry nonsense all over the place. So, you know, I'm the type where I need to see it to believe it. If somebody tells me it's going to snow a foot tomorrow, I'll tell them I'll believe it when I shovel it. Uh, so let, let me, let me see some more before I say one way or the other, like, yeah, there's, there's something going on here. Otherwise I just think it's a distraction. Sounds like the hurricane I just experienced. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I, I want to believe. I, I used to say I absolutely believe, but then the government told me they were real and I had to start questioning my life choices. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I stole that line from Nick and he's talking while <laughs> muted about how much he probably wants to murder me for that. <laughs> my computer's uh, doing weird things since we started this topic. I'm just saying, maybe don't go to those sites at night. I'm just saying. It's Research, I know. Research. research. <laughs> research. So, uh, so Nick, thoughts on the uh, on the claims? Oh uh, man, I don't know. It, it seems like a distraction because everything else isn't working. Um, there's so many other things going on in the world that make you distrust certain government agencies or the government as a whole. Once again, trying to keep it apolitical. But anyone who tells you to trust the government probably needs a binky or a hockey helmet. So. Um, I think it's distraction, to be honest with you. We, I've been to certain sites in around Indian Springs. Um, I had a bad jump once, landed on the wrong side of the fence. Some lovely men in a blacked-out van wearing black tactical gear gathered me, didn't say a word. I thought they were going to smoke me, brought me back to my, uh, to my platoon. Um, so there's definitely something there. Um, I do believe that we probably encountered some stuff in Roswell. Um, I don't... I never believe the government's going to tell us the whole truth, you know, like, like David was saying, you know, everything's going to be redacted after redacted after redacted. And all you're going to have is like who the memo is to, and it's going to be half redacted, you know? So do I believe they're out there? Yeah. Um, do I believe we have evidence of it? Yeah. Is the government ever going to tell you the whole, the whole deal? No, absolutely not. I mean, okay. it's been how many years since Kennedy and they just admitted, I'm like, yeah, we killed him. Wait, did they really say yeah. that? Yeah. It was a CIA operation to eliminate the president of the United States of America. There was It was all on C-SPAN. Well, at least it was when they presented the information. Where it's at now, you're probably not going to find even a YouTube link. But yeah, the federal government came out and said, yeah, we smoked them. Okay. So, uh, Stabby, what about you? You think they really did find uh, biological matter from aliens? Wait, is that knocking at the door? So, 
being raised in Las Vegas, we are told from a very young age, there's certain places you don't go and there's certain things you don't talk about. And that indoctrination starts at the age of four. Just saying. I don't know what they're hiding. I don't know if it's little green men, little gray men, or just a lot of top secret information. All I know is starting at the age of four, they tell us, don't ask about it. Don't talk about it. And anytime somebody says, yeah, it's over here. You just go, no, it's not. So, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is everybody thinks that uh, the alien place that they keep them all at is on the I-15 going north out of Las Vegas. And if you're really looking for little green men, I would take the 95 north. Well, they actually... The, the guy that uh, told everyone about Area 51 was dyslexic and it was actually technically Area 15, but now we'll never get the truth out. And that's why they didn't want us to storm it. They didn't want us to find it, it was a prop city. It was all a, it was all a um, Russian psyop. You're looking more towards Amagrosa than Indian Springs. You want to be on the other side of that mountain. And um, if you actually look up Area 15, it's a nightclub. <laughs> Wait, there's really, a, there's really an Area 15? It's a nightclub. It's one of those um, those dark nightclubs where you can't see anything and everybody's just talking and filling around. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Learn something new every day. We got uh, one more from the whistleblowers over at Congress just to show uh, a little bit of that. At one point you had said that there they're, 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 uh, has been harmful activity or aggressive activity. Has any of the activity... Um, been aggressive, been um, hostile in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured. And uh, the activity, and I got to- by, by UAPs or by, by people within the, the federal government? Both. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there has been activity by, by alien or non-human non technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans? Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. So whenever anybody tells you, trust me, but it's classified, you know instantly that they're making shit up, stuff up. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Any, was anybody picking up when he was laying down? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Look at his body language. Look at the micro expressions. Look at all that stuff. I heard that you heard that somebody that you knew was saying something that somebody else knew and heard that I can't say anything about it, but, you know, like, come on. Trust me, it bro. Was verbally, this is just, verbally redacted. Brutal. Yeah. This is coming. This is coming from some bureaucrat from the same agency that can't freaking spot a balloon over. That was over that was his like, come job on, on the duty roster that day. So he showed up to work, went to muster, and they're like, "All right, dude, uh, you're gonna appear before Congress." And, yeah, go uh, over here and say things without saying anything, and yeah, and I, everybody's gonna be glued to their television over it. 
I swear those guys take a special class in word salad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's like I'm telling you everything. I'm telling you nothing. You almost have to when you get into that level just to talk. I mean, it's politicians speak almost or journalists, lawyers speak how to like, say something I, without actually really yeah. saying anything. And I could spot that a mile away. I used to be an interrogator uh, in Baghdad. And I started, oh, shit. I was supposed to say something else in a specific region in the uh, Southwest. But uh, yeah, you can tell when these guys, and I always told them the same thing. It's like, man, you're, you're saying everything, but you're telling me nothing. Right. You know, they're like, well, I'm telling you the truth. And I'm like, oh, no, you're full of shit, buddy. And I'm going to send look you to a eyebrows. place where they know to look expect at, that. Look at his eyebrows and his forehead where he's like, you know, like, it's just really like, this is really believable. Like, he's just trying to invite you in to just be like suckered by some words. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't buy any of it. So we're not going to show you um, all of the five links that I brought because it's a little bit of the same. But I'm going to show you one that's not the testimony, but this is what they're calling proof of UFOs. Uh, we actually had to send Nick away because he knows too much, and uh, so he's not allowed to see this. But uh, hold on for just a second, and here is what they are calling proof that aliens are real. Because trust us, bro. against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, I think, dude. That is what we call proof. Proof that uh, aliens are real. So uh, for, my, for my take, that's sketchy as crap. In a 4K world, that's the best we can do. Especially uh, with the way AI is right now, and that's all yeah. we can do. Especially with the CGI and the deepfakes. Maybe they were afraid of making it look too good because then you know you holding up the the fake. You can't move. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that uh, same just... footage in Forbidden Planet the other night. <laughs> Probably better quality. But Forbidden the, uh, Planet had better quality. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, just like with Bigfoot, everyone swears Sasquatch is real, but once everyone got smartphones with cameras in them, suddenly no one's getting pictures. Um, just kind of makes you wonder. Or or to quote what David was paraphrasing, maybe he really is blurry. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, so, Paul, what were you thinking of that video? Are you sold? No. You ready to phone home with E.T.? No, it's... Exactly. With the day today's day and age, and with what we have in CGI and AI deepfakes, and that's the best we can get. It's too too grainy. It's almost like they're designing it to make it look skeptical, or it has that Blair Witch Project feel to it. I, I got the impression that somebody watched, um, um, you know, the Sicilian doing his never, never trust a Sicilian bit where he's like playing musical, musical cups. They tried to do that with the footage and like double fake us, but they didn't know we were immune to their poison. I, okay I never make a wager like that when death is on the line. Exactly. 
So, so maybe they want us to be skeptical so they can keep the secret that they really are real by telling us they're real so we'll never believe it's real. And 4D chess is not a thing. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, it does that. sound cool when you say in, it sounds say so cool. like, well, he's playing checkers and I'm playing 4D really, chess. I really wish, like, like even in Star Trek, which, like, you know, with the three-level chess thing and the whole setup, but that's not, that's, yeah, no. That that looked like a just a that looked like a like a Rorschach test flying through some clouds and like we've been we've been on Google Earth now for how long five ten years being able to yeah. zoom in and see some dude pantsing the cars that goes by like on the side Absolutely. of a street and that's that's the best you can do like stop it this is well, it's this like, is really silly I, I work for a government agency and we have what we call scope trucks and they're just um, FLIR attached to a truck and we get and we get the like hand-me-downs of the hand-me-downs right and it's still the picture we get while we're out in the field using these things look better than that bullshit footage right. i'm sorry i said bull shoot even the lras uh that we had over in afghanistan to FLIR looked 10 times better than what that was getting yeah you get like muscle definition and crazy stuff on those things blood type <laughs> almost you can tell how much changes in the dude's back pocket <laughs> i'm pretty sure i just realized where we've seen that before mars attacks oh. right i'm pretty sure that was the the footage of them entering the atmosphere in the movie mars attacks so speaking of mars attack uh it inspired the the cover that is the commercial. So we're going to play that, and then we're going to dive nonstop, hard-hitting. They came in peace, or so the aliens said. Here are 18 examples of their lies. Venture into the unknown with us. Who is out there? What will they want from us? Join us in the adventure of First Contact. Each story explores a different facet of aliens meeting humanity. By Contact This a First Contact anthology, and read some of the industry's best storytellers today. All right, so that cover was inspired by the Ak Ak images. Um, I would jokingly, when the uh, cover artist would ask what I was thinking, give him the most off-the-wall BS that I could think of for a cover, thinking, no way he's actually going to take me seriously, and then he delivered nice. every time. Nice. It's what, what do we call that in the military, Nick? Malicious compliance. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite terms, actually. Yeah, oh, we're going to comply. We're going to awesome. comply the hell out of this. <laughs> sort of like when you ask for documents, so they give you everything, like hundreds of thousands of reams of paper, so you can never go through it all. Well, uh, I was uh, a, I was a soldier with a lot of time on his hands, so. That's a very dangerous thing. But just remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a war crime the first time. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we've covered what the government is telling us about these aliens. Uh, and we've basically all addressed, I think, does it, is there anyone who doesn't think aliens are real? No. So, so I think the one thing that trips everyone up is everyone thinks aliens and they assume little gray man or ET or whatever. And that they're these like super brain thinking peoples. Technically, if we found a mollusk that lives in the waters of Europa, the moon, uh, technically that's alien life. It doesn't have to be sentient. It doesn't even have to be a complex organism. It just has to live outside of Earth. And by that definition alone, it is extraterrestrial. So 
I suspect we will find some forms of life, even if it isn't, you know, something sexy like uh, Forehead Ridge of the Week over on Star Trek. I mean, we can always go for the three-boobed alien and Paul. That actually was first in, um, uh, what was it, uh, Total Recall oh, with recall. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. which is based on the Do Aliens Dream of Electric Sheep, I believe, by Philip K. Dick. No, that's iRobot. That's iRobot? Yeah. I'm trying, there was another, um, that was, uh, Total Recall was inspired by a Philip K. Dick short story. It uh, was. We it was, can uh, sell your memories wholesale, I believe it is. Oh, that was it. Didn't they have another title like Blue Skies on Mars or something like that? I don't know. We'll find out later. I don't know. That guy wrote so much cool stuff, though. Dead air. But anyway, dead air. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to talk. Uh, we can remember it for you wholesale. Oh, you're right. Yep. Um, so, do you think we'll find any life in our solar system, though? Intelligent life's already out on Earth, so we got to look elsewhere. If I think the best bet for us to find any is going to be in the oceans of Europa. Yeah. So, you know, since we're, since we're talking about um, aliens, do you think, like we've talked about, you know, in theory, like Stabby and I was said in the, in private talks and today they, they likely just because of mathematical probability says, you know, that makes sense. Right. But do you think they've already visited earth? Yes. So my 13-year-old son's theory is that we are the aliens and we were put here as an experiment. Go He's on. He's copying Assassin's Creed. <laughs> His theory is um, if everybody believes in a god and not everybody believes in the same god... What if the angels that people see are just and in their chariots are just our ancestors in UFs UFOs? I swear to God, after the show, I'm showing them the book of Ezekiel where that's all about freaking aliens. <laughs> I mean, you gotta do better, Nick. Do better. Uh, well, I mean, I only have a degree in the anthropology of religion, so like I me, mean, F me, what would I know? Uh, what about you, Paul? Have they visited uh, us already? I do, and uh, I've also got a bachelor's in cultural anthropology, specifically comparative religions, so I get what Nick's saying. But to me, I think maybe back during early ancestry between when we went from like the Australopithecus to, say, Neanderthal, there was such a quick evolution between those two species maybe something was uplifted to make it that quick and also maybe that could explain why if you look at all the different religions they all have the exact same pictures stories beliefs just different names for those uh set uh those gods and goddesses so what's to say that if aliens did come, they wanted to use us as a work work slave labor, and they 
genetically modified us to look at them as gods and goddesses, and it's stuck at a germ level. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that is the plot of the first three Assassin's Creed games. Was that <laughs> I've never played Adam Assassin's Creed, Creed, so I don't know. Oh, you, uh, just go on YouTube and just watch all the cutscenes, and it'll play a little movie for you. And it's they use that premise that we were a slave race to more advanced creatures, and we were brought here. And, you know, the whole Adam and Eve story was based on them escaping the craft and they stole an apple because that's what you're looking for for like the first three games is the apple. And it was pretty much a codex filled with information that they stole. Okay. I promise everyone is sober. Nobody has been hitting the crack pipe. Um, Not yet. That's after the show. (laughs) Next on the Blasters and Blades After Dark show. Mm -hmm. The cool, sultry tones of Nick Cole smoking crack. Wait, no, Ooh. Nick Garber. No, no, Nick you Cole. had it right the first time. <laughs> See, now he's going to come at me and he's going to, like, kick the crap out of me. to be like, I've been sober for years. It's a joke. It's a joke, Nick. Just take it as a joke. It's fine. Okay. Well, I know the way to bribe him is a good donut. Um, although, do you have good donut places out in California? Bro, we got Yum Yums, man. That is the donut place. All right, so when you when you comment after listening to this episode, it's prove you made it this far. Uh, you should tell us what your favorite donut vendor and donut is. So the type and the vendor, because uh, apparently Nick has spoken with the yum yums. Oh, apple fritter all the way. Yeah. So we've got our priority straight. We're talking about aliens, and somehow the cop always brings it back to donuts. Ba boom. All right, I I kid. He's gonna. Let me give you me. a history lesson why those two are connected. I'll do it. Well, I, I, I'm aware, but. All right, jokes aside, so uh, whether or not they have come to visit us is kind of irrelevant to the next question, so so keep that in mind. If they came back, how do you think Earth handles it? And that's this open to anybody. You're talking about humanity? Yes. Earth? I think yeah, so like, Because we can't, we can't even handle hurricanes or natural disasters correctly. I mean, you bring in people that have advanced technology and traveled through the ocean of stars and land on our little blue marble here, they're going to freak the F out. You're going to have a camp that's like, Oh yeah, it's the second coming or whatever, you know, like the heaven's gate people, you know, just do it. And uh, then you're going to have the camp. That's going to be like, you know, our, our, not our military, but our, our Uber militant people that live in the backwoods of Minnesota or whatever, they're like, oh, well, they're coming to take my corn. No, they're probably going to just take every resource we have. Probably water, because that's, that's I've watched enough of this crazy guy, season's worth. So luckily my hair hasn't gotten that bad yet. <laughs> but that's what they all theorize, is that if they come over here, they're they're looking to stir stuff up. You know, they're, yeah, they're not coming here for peace. It ain't Star Trek. Yeah, because resource-wise, anything they could get, they don't have to get close enough to Earth to do. They could take it from the asteroid belts, including water. They could take it from the Oort cloud. I mean, there are yeah. so many uh, microplanets and planetesimals out in the Oort cloud that are nothing but just frozen water. And you've got the asteroids that have the rare Earth elements that they could mine. There's no reason for them to come into Earth. Most of the planets in our solar system have frozen h2o like and why would you you would mostly want to avoid conflict me as a 
as a military guy, why, if I'm looking for resources, why do I need to fight for it? Why do I need to shed blood for it when there's all this other stuff that I can go and there's no resistance? I mean, Mars is filled with robots that are controlled by people on Earth, so I don't have to deal with that. You know, they're not interplanetary. I'll just go to Mars, zap up what I can there. I'll go to Venus. I'll go to Titan. You know, I'll go to some of the moons in Jupiter. You know, it just doesn't make sense why they would even. I'm pretty sure Earth is like the neighborhood that you lock the doors on when you drive through. <laughs> you know, right. so that, that's how I feel. Anybody else? All right. So I'm, I'm thinking about a quote from Men in Black where he said, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. And yeah. that's kind of how I see that is like, you know, one person can understand and and pretty much come to grips with a, a civilization changing event um, because you just kind of have to accept it. And that's that. But when you talk about getting the mob involved, I mean, have any of you been on Twitter? <laughs> like it's it's pretty, you know, I, I can talk I go to on one Twitter person before I go in the gym. If I if I'm on Twitter and I have one follower and that follower is following me and is like it's just us connecting, we can chat. But as soon as some somebody else hears it, like forget it, you know, uh, welcome to hell. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think there's any I, I don't think there's any question as to how how poorly uh, that would go and how right. insane everything would everything would break down everything would go sideways um but lucky for us we're in just this neighborhood in the middle of absolutely freaking nowhere surrounded by darkness for (laughs) eons uh nobody's coming here there's nothing here now and on a side note i used i stopped using pre-workout when i discovered twitter because that gave me enough rage (laughs) to get my workout going Yeah, I was like, oh, I gotta get off this before I break something. Oh, good, I'm by the gym. Put that That's away. Right. Put on some music. Go and deadlift like 500 pounds. Break my knees. I need to get off Twitter and do something relaxing, like listening to Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Another Great thing, that if aliens are shown to be real, that's gonna invalidate thousands of years of religious dogma. Not necessarily. I don't think that's necessarily true. Or I could I mean, if you're being told that God created humans and we're the only creatures out there. Now we have other beings show up. Either they'll say that we're their gods or you're still going to have these fundamentalist or very traditional Christians or even any religion saying like, oh no, this ain't can't be real. This invalidates everything that I was told to believe because now we're not how are we made in God's image if there's these creatures or beings that don't look like us? Well, here's a kind of a counter argument to that. Um, anybody that's going to visit us is probably going to do Rista. They're going to do long range, long term reconnaissance on us, discover our religions, whatever. Um, so what is it like? Hey, listen, we're angels. It's kind of not what they described in the book, but we're angels. Here's Michael. Here's Gabriel. Here's all the other guys, you know, to try and. Uh, make us a little bit more conforming. It might turn a lot of people that are atheists or whatever. You're like, oh my God, these things are real. Because you see this extravagant thing going on in the sky with these out-of-this-world-looking creatures, you know, and who knows what kind of tech they have. They might have some holographic tech where they come down in white robes and 
freaking wings. We don't know that. But what's um, to say that they're even physical? They could be computer. It could be digital. It could be. Yeah. Um, there's a theory that we're going to advance to a point where we become pure energy. We no longer need a uh, a physical form. Digital singularity. Yeah. Technological so, singularity. You know, I've I've written comic books about this and how that universe began. It's like they. They were pure light, they're pure energy, and they found us barely walking up off our knuckles. And like, yeah, we're dying, so we're going to put a little bit of us into them because they're on the same evolutionary kind of road that we were. You know, so I I, I don't know. I just think people are going to just freak out. No matter what. So, so they had a, a scene which I thought was very telling in Independence Day, the one Will Smith did. Um, where the aliens are coming and they're like beaming down onto all these planets, like sending lasers, basically destroying everything. And some idiots are at the top of the tower that's about to get struck, seeing everything else exploding around them. And they're just cheering like it's the grandest adventure. Like, oh, look, light show as they're about to die because they're morons. So I think one of my favorite uh, lines from any alien movie is actually from Paul. And it makes complete sense to me is when he goes, you know, you were drip fed photos of me. So that way, when we did meet face to face, you wouldn't completely freak the hell out. And I was like, why does that make sense? Why does that make sense? Because they do, they do drip feed us little bits of, you know, alien, 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 all the way back through hieroglyphics. But then on the opposite side of everything, I honestly believe that half of the population of Earth would be like, oh my God, what is happening? We're all going to die. And the rest of us are going to be over here like, beam me up, Scotty, because I am done with this planet. And all okay. of us science fiction authors are going to be like, great, there goes our uh, genre. We'll just move it over the aisle to dystopian future and call it a day. <laughs> so, why does why do you think that people that tell the stories about the anal probing, and why is always the anus? I don't know. Why do you think that's such a common theme in these stories? And, and what I mean, like I can't imagine what you would get out of that from a. Um, scientific research purposes if that's truly the intent it's shocking all I, I think paul covered it perfectly in the movie um he he's like oh please don't probe me in my butt and he's like what do you why every time i meet you people you think i'm gonna stick something in your butt what am i doing probing for farts what can i learn from an ass does anybody want i mean if you're looking for how the digestive system works or something like that, you could probe up and do a full expiratory, like a colonoscopy or something. Now that sounds fun, especially a man that's 45 years old. One of my most favorite times. I'm like, can you play some Star Trek move music when you do that? Cause I want to feel like I'm part of something bigger other than you sticking a camera at my bum. <laughs> <laughs> There's some funny memes floating around, and I tried to find it before the show. But uh, the alien's sitting down with his kid, and is like, hey, Junior, did you get your homework done? It's like, no, I've got a like, bedtime. No, I've got a science project due tomorrow. And the, the parent, the alien was like, in the saucer, was like, crap, why didn't you tell me about that earlier? And they swing by Earth to grab the human for the science project. 
Jack to the kid. And he said, he goes, where, where am I going to find a butt to probe at 9 8 or 9 p.m.? You know, that was the second part of that meme. Oh, I laugh so hard. Every time I see it, I, it gets a try. I laugh every, I share it every time I see it too, because why not? I well, yeah, that's think important. where it started was when the first person said it, it sort of got into the gestalt consciousness, that of like the culture and the, so now when people say yeah the zeitgeist so now everybody just expects it, that oh i'm gonna show uh authenticity by saying that yes i also got anal probed when i was abducted <laughs> can you imagine from the <laughs> aliens point of view like those suckers all think all we do is stick things in their butts <laughs> Well, especially those in the Castro district of San Francisco. It's like, why are they so excited to see us every time we show up? <laughs> the funny one. All I got to do that, is say hi, and it's, all, it's good to go. I get my info. <laughs> the, the funniest scene, though, was uh, from Independence Day, and the dad that was the drunk who ends up saving the day. I know it's a plot twist, but that movie was released years ago, and I don't want to think about how Rusty, many. So, Rusty P. Case? That was his Russell name P. Case. Rusty, yeah, P, Russell P. Case. Hey, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, one of his best yeah, but movies ever. Even in the middle of an alien invasion, when he mentions that he had been abducted before, they're like, oh, he's crazy. Even in the middle of the alien invasion, proving everything he said was right, they're like, no way he was abducted. <laughs> that is so true to human nature. Yeah, yeah. Going, so, going back to like the drip dripping information all that what's to say that the reason why all of a sudden there's this major push and they're starting to bring all this stuff is because who knows maybe they're about ready to actually show proof and they're prepping people to be susceptible to it I so mean, you think this is all to kind of like water it down because they're getting ready to make official first contact something like possibly i mean if you no, no i i agree with you i i think that's a i a think good take on it because why are they now starting to release all this stuff they're having they're actually acknowledging that yes uaps are actually there you've got all this other stuff maybe they've made contact and now the aliens are as like trying to get us used to and they're using the governments to put this information out to get us desensitized to it so that when they actually do show first contact everybody's not going to freak out well and that makes sense too because one of the most trending genres in film right now is um sci-fi aliens anything having to do with extraterrestrial life so it's like we we want them to be here and I think we've been prepped over years of media and entertainment. Um, yeah, it, it totally makes sense. They're they're at like uh, ninety meters out. You know, they're letting us know that hey, we're coming. So be prepared. Maybe they're just upset that we sent them a uh, mixtape and nudes. As long as they don't show up looking like the aliens um, that Ripley had to fight. I'm good. The xenomorphs. The xenomorphs. No, it's gonna be like them. the ones from. It's gonna be like the ones from Spaceballs that pop out of his chest and start dancing. Hello, my baby. Hello, my yeah, darling. Baby. That's right. 
<laughs> it's funny that we all had that song in our head. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay, okay. So, you know, we've been rambling a little bit, but I don't really know, like, other than it's a fun idea, thought exercise, I don't really know, you know, where else you go with it because I'm, I was convinced until the government told me they were real, and then I started questioning my my life choices. So, um, any any yeah, any final closing thoughts about about aliens and where you see that going in your lifetime? To me, I think that for them to even get here, they would have to be so technologically advanced just to be able to cross the distances involved I mean they would have to be either Kardashev scale two maybe even three civilization just to be able to manipulate time gravity faster than light travel just to even make it here so to them we're like ants they're or or yeah it's like Dune they learned how to fold space traveling without traveling That's one way to say Okay. What about you, David? Oh man. I mean, like we're we are a civilization that can't get to the bottom of our own oceans. All right. There's too much that we don't understand, we don't know, we can't do, we can't comprehend. If you look at the the existence of humans or what you would call like modern day humans we are a speck in the distance and time that the earth has been around so i think any kind of surmising to say that we understand anything that's going on or we'd be able to handle it in any specific way is just is is just bonkers to to think about so you know i i think there's too much that we don't understand i think there's too many things out there that are questions and if you really think about it even just a 120 150 years ago which again is an infinitesimal speck in the existence of our world if you showed somebody the technology 150 years ago that we have today they would think that you are magical mystical um some kind of a deity in some way you know, what was our life expectancy a hundred years ago? What kind of technology did we have in comparison to what we have today? So anything that, that basically says that we're able, any, any idea that we're able to wrap our heads around this is, is just pure fiction and fantasy in our minds. Head cannon. Yeah. I don't know. You got to admit, though, there was a huge technological advance in a very short amount of time. You know, where, you know, we go from when we when we well, yeah, when we got a handle on fossil fuels and how to use them for sure. Yeah. And then some other things going on throughout the. But think of how long they existed for, too. You know, all of this stuff has been around and 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 everything and so we can't if if you were put in front of somebody if you traveled 300 years into the past obviously paradoxes like forget about those you wouldn't be able to speak the same language as that person so yeah the changes and the differences that we go through as a species in what we think is a short period of time is like it's 
it's incomprehensible. So there's, you know, there are people that do all this kind of research saying that, you know, yeah, we very well could have had advanced civilizations 11,000 years ago and every single shred of evidence about it is gone, you know? So we don't know and we're not going to know. Um, but to think that some government bureaucrat showing you a grainy video is proof <laughs> when you when you think about all of those things to me it just makes it absolute like it just makes it more ridiculous than than it is on its surface to me call me a skeptic skeptic there you go <laughs> and that ladies and gentlemen in the business is what we call a callback well done sir <laughs> i do what i can <laughs> All right. So uh, what about you, Stabby? Um, I think when it comes to me, um, I have two views on it. One, all it takes to be an alien is for you to be born on a different planet. And considering we are getting closer and closer every day to inhabiting Mars, all it takes is a baby being born up there to be considered an alien. Um so whether it's humanoid or single cell organisms, I think there is life out there, just maybe not in our, our solar system. There's so many galaxies. So what's to say that the sun two galaxies away doesn't also have an earth that has, you know, creatures, because <laughs> that's really what we are. The second thing is, um, if there are alien life forms out there and they decide to take some of us with them, I'm going to be really disappointed if I don't get a most Eisley cantina band playing awesome ass music. <laughs> Just saying. I'm going to be really, really upset if there's not a really thin-lipped alien singing to me. No, 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 no. That is not what no. we're going to get. We're going to get the blue thing from Fifth Element singing that crazy, wacky opera. That's right. And we're going to get the uh, Mr. Hair Band coming there with his little stick microphone, sticking it in our face. I would like, totally yeah. vacation in Floston Paradise. Are you kidding? That was awesome. Me too. Uh, yeah. He makes too much of a prude. He's like, nah. <laughs> I've been to Cambodia. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thailand as well. Thailand as well. I mean, the army never sent me any cool places. They just sent me places where they wanted to shoot me just for existing. So that wasn't cool. You had to go up a tier. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't cool enough. Yeah, you just didn't try out. Well, I mean, when you're born and raised in Vegas, tattooing doesn't seem so scary anymore. Okay, okay. So it does on uh, if, if you guys got the opportunity and they landed in your front yard instead of at the White House lawn or anywhere else super cool, would you go out to meet them or would you hide in your root cellar? Go out to meet them because I'm kind of dumb. Like, I'd oh, be going out yeah. with a beer and be like, hey, y'all, watch this. You guys like whiskey? You got whiskey where you're from? Come here. Let me show you about whiskey. And then <laughs> that's how I'm going to beat them because they're going to love whiskey. I love whiskey. And it's going to do okay. the same thing to them that it does to me. I'm going to come out with a, a uh, bottle of maple syrup. Yeah. That might get world peace. Uh, yeah, you give me a bunch of pancakes with some maple syrup on there and a bunch of butter. Yeah, I ain't attacking a? nobody. Sorry, eh? Yeah. Sorry, um, eh? I'm just going to 
is that a recliner? Is that a television? We learned about those in history class. And I'm just going to kick back and eat pancakes and drink whiskey. So they, uh, there's a, a really good skit on what would happen if the uh, aliens actually landed in the South. There's no way I could show that because the copyright rules the way it was because it wouldn't be transformative enough for that. But um, um, they did one about what, like, um, what would happen if an alien landed in the South. And that was one of their things where some redneck would show up she have like a cigarette, half lit, and a can of beer, talking to him, <laughs> offering to hide yeah, him from the right. government, offering to hide him from the government. Yeah, because you can't trust the man. <laughs> if I can find a link, I will link it in the show notes because that's the best I can do. Uh, I don't need to get a copyright strike or sued because my lawyers are expensive. Mine's actually cheap, but he's also not very good. So well, I mean, we sense. use we use LegalZoom. Shout out to them, but they're not exactly experts in IP law. And if my entire future's on the line, I don't know that I want to trust the uh, the guy that I can rent by the hour, you know, in a back city motel. <laughs> they're lawyers, not prostitutes. Never mind. They're the same thing. Same. same. <laughs> I think the next question is, um, going back to David talking about men in black, is... Um, what celebrities do you really think are aliens? Ooh. I'm just saying Tupac is not really gone. He just was beamed back to the mothership. David Bowie. I hope so. Yeah, Bowie. I can get on board with Bowie. Um, Danny Elfman. He's still alive. Ain't he? Yeah, Who's the crazy bug one? He's- but he's going back soon, I'm sure. So, so Nick, what's the, which one's the crazy Baldwin? I could see him as an alien. The one that uh, no, is it? I'm thinking Dennis Quaid, the one that ran to Canada going nuts. Randy Quaid, Quaid, Dennis's brother. Randy Quaid. There we go. I was getting it confused because there's you know Russell so T. Many Case. Guys. or PK. Yes, yeah, that, that actor. I could believe if he's really an alien. Oh, um, the guy from the Ro- Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. He's definitely an alien. I mean. They just they just took they just took their Paul Rubens back. We know that, right? <laughs> Kid Rock, maybe. Kid Rock, I'm not with who we stopped talking about. I think so you know what? I these these people are are too they're they're too normal. I think you got to go with somebody like Tiny Tim, like some of the really like you know some of the out there dudes. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. All right. So so Nick, Robin Williams. Madonna. Yeah. So if the aliens showed up on, on your tour when you're doing your boat pass down the harbor in California, are you stopping uh, ET or are you just going to let him go and pretend you saw nothing? Uh, yeah. My job is to protect America's borders from illegal or, I'm sorry, undocumented. No, that's my not force? the right term either. Um, immigrants without status. <laughs> So, so the favorite thing that I, I found it years ago, and I haven't been able to find the arc. And this is before I knew how to archive things on like archive of their own or what. No, that's the um, fanfic. There's one where you can archive everything. So if they try to change things, you've got the original like digital version saved. And there was a, an article a couple years ago that the College of Cardinals and the Catholic Church were evaluating that if we did inc- uh, encounter extraterrestrial life, how to determine if they are in fact sentient and thus one of God's creatures and such should be welcomed into the brotherhood of blah, 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 or if they're basically space cows and we can eat them. And, and now I kind of want to have an alien steak. 
Yeah. Now, now Nick is drooling. We might, we might need to wrap this up. Green eggs right. and ham, anybody? So, uh, so Paul, what are you writing right now as we bring this home? Because I am Ooh. currently working on that Car Wars anthology short story. So it's for the anthology, not a standalone. Not a standalone. No, uh, I was working on a novel, but I got to a point where I. Got stymied, and so I'm trunking it and moving on to something else, and maybe I could figure out where to go after the first act later down the road. Sounds like a plan. What about you, David? What are you working on? Anything super secret, cool that you could break here? Um, not super secret and cool. Uh, so, so I'm working on Space Pew Pew, and uh, you can hit the site and read all about it. Just go to spacepew.space. <laughs> it's all there. So uh, are you going to do the finger guns and go pew pew when you talk about it for your interview? Something like that. I got, I've got some tricks up my sleeve for sure. I mean, I'm, I think the, the finger guns and the, the saying pew in a really high pitched voice is like a requirement. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> right. It was one of my favorite parts of the Lego movie. Every time yeah. you shoot things, they just went pew, 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 pew. It was like somebody's voice. Uh, but no, I've been having a blast with it. I really enjoy it. It's, it's a callback to some of my favorite uh, movies, you know, back in the day, Spaceballs, Ice Pirates, like all that kind of stuff. So I just, I love that whole, that whole vibe. I think it's ripe for comedy, especially when you start bringing in more modern day pop culture references to it. There's an entire universe that opened up before me and I am just having a blast playing in it. So. Okay, Nick. Before we before we wrap this up, can you do this the finger guns and the pew pew for us? But I'm gonna give you we're gonna give you the spotlight. Nick, hold on. You need the spotlight. There you go. Let's let's see it. Everything is awesome. This is why we pay him the big bucks. I just doubled his salary, people, just for that moment. I make ten cents an episode now. <laughs> I retire and give up this life of crime. Uh, all right. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Paul, where can listeners and readers find or listeners and readers and viewers find you on the wild, wild interwebs? And as usual, links are in the show notes. Uh, I've have an Amazon author page. Uh, Paul Sparks. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Paul Sparks author, and I have a Instagram page. Haven't really used it much lately, and uh, I'm on Twitter. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm on X. So I am told if you want to do anything action adventure, mill sci-fi, fantasy, military, um, it is a requirement on your social media that you have at least 12 pictures of bacon and guns. Or is it is the number gone up, Nick? I can't remember what the, uh, the in, uh, informal meeting said. I think we're still at like four. Five gets you more play, though. Okay. So you got to have pictures of bacon and guns. Can you handle that so for more, us, sir? So more flair. Yes, basically. Pro yeah, prove to the world. That flair. Yeah, there you go. All right, David, how can listeners and readers and viewers find you? Pretty much anywhere. Uh, so just go to davidbatterina.com. All my links are on there. I am on Twitter or Jitter, as we should call it now. Um, 
Rumble and YouTube where I post uh, videos. I talk about things like imposter syndrome or AI stuff, like just whatever is involved in in writing and a lot of times getting past your own crap to uh, to go ahead and, you know, get your words down. Um, on Instagram, you can see pictures of my cat and once in a while something related to writing. And uh, so I'm pretty much just like all over the place, um, you know, Discord and Facebook or whatever else. It's not hard to find me. So and plus there's the Amazon page, there's Goodreads, there's all that stuff too. Uh, the Amazon page, uh, you'll see my debut novel on there, The Caretaker, which has done very, very well. It's a great book. You should totally check it out. All right. And um, Nick, uh, I understand. The FBI been... dude is not happy. You've been a little distracted. I've watched you run to the door. Like, I'm just wondering, is someone actually pounding on it or what's going on now? I, I, no, I had to get batteries for my mouse. I had a fresh battery in it when we started. Now the mouse doesn't work. I have a corded keyboard. It goes right to the computer. It's not Bluetooth or nothing. It's a direct line. And it would stop working when I was trying to type stuff into the chat. And now it's my mouse stopped working again after I've done three battery changes. Fresh batteries right out the box. So, like, this episode, I think we're on to something. We got some feathers kind of ruffled. So, so, just so you know, if they do come for you tonight and they start the probing, the wrong answer is not, or the right answer is not, uh, thank you, sir, may I have another, all right? Daddy, can I have some more? <laughs> Pineapple! Pineapple! Uh, I do believe Futurama had this episode covered, so Moon if you River know, you know. Good song, though. You're right, David. Moon yeah. River. <laughs> and then, and then I do one of these from like, from like the water boy, like the, the cagey dude. Oh, well, and then I start Gabby, Moon River. I, I think, I think you're in trouble because David and Nick are sharing a brain right now. Yep. <laughs> now my mouth stopped working again. It stopped working again. So this Stabby, I, I understand uh, your, your debut launch into being official uh, has launched and you, you've got some social media now too. Tell us about it. Uh, hold on, let me mute real quick so you can talk. <laughs> so my keyboard and my mouse are working just fine and mine are wireless. So there's that. That's because I used to work for him, honey. <laughs> um, any hate mail that you have for Blasters and Blades can now officially be sent to Madam Stabby Stab at... Um, at Madam Stabby Stab on X and Madam underscore Stabby underscore Stab on Instagram. And I'd be happy to chat about all the things you hate about our show. Um, you, you do know you have to be careful. You can't actually threaten to stab them uh, because apparently that's a crime. Unless it's presumed as a consent in um in con contact that they are consenting to be stabbed by you verbally. I don't know. We got to talk uh, to the lawyers. Yeah. Let's get a ruling on the field. And I say no infraction. All right. No flag on the play. We are good to go. All right. And uh, as I usual. Mean, stand your ground laws, most of the country. So as long as they come at me first, it's a whole different conversation. Please don't come at her first. She gets way too excited to the idea she could shoot somebody. Um, so this probably ends badly for you. 
All right. So before we let you go, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you to please be kind and speak your mind on the reviewing platforms. Your reviews help the right readers find the right books. So do your part, people. And uh, normally I would make some snarky, snazzy, jokish comment. But this is the part where I remind you that people like David Batterina, and I probably butchered that. But David, at least I think I got right. And, and Paul Sparks are new enough that those reviews mean extra more because see, I write things extra more. Totally perfect phrasing. Uh, because it, for newer authors, it does help them raise in the algorithms and get the visibility. So so do your part. Read their anthologies. Read their novels. Leave reviews. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. You know the deal. All right. With that being said, you can find us, dear listener, on our link tree at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash blasters and blades podcast again linktree backslash blasters and blades podcast where we link to everything including our bit shoot and rumble because youtube hates us and they don't want us to have fun over there uh we do have a twitter at sf underscore fantasy underscore show uh we have an email at blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com if you want to send the hate mail send it to madam stabby she gave you your social media links they will be in the comment section have fun uh and i am not responsible for your hurt feelings just we're warning you in advance uh, we have a Facebook page where we share all of our book reviews, uh, what we're reading. The episodes just came out, so go look that up. Do your thing, people. We have a website over at anchor.fm backslash blasters dash and dash blades. Again, anchor.fm backslash blasters tack and tack blades, where for as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep the lights on. Nick Garber duly appreciates it when you support the Band-Aids that keep him from bleeding to death because he got stabbed again uh or you could support the show more directly at buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr hanley again buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr hanley be sure to put in the comment section that it is for the podcast and i promise i will keep my co-hosts doc saska and nick garber and madam stabby duly caffeinated they will drink until the coffee flows out their eyeballs and that's totally coffee in that mug man rock on all right. Thank you. Totally for spending coffee. It's pumpkin spice. Wait, is it pumpkin spice season yet? Because I could go, yeah. all I could go all basic biatch and get me a PSL. I'm not gonna lie, I actually like them. They're pretty good. I just don't like the calories. Nick, uh, you got to figure out how to make those calorie free for me. Uh, don't drink them. Well, that's not gonna work. Clearly, Stabby, work on them next show. Actually, Coffee Mates is doing a um, sugar-free pumpkin spice latte creamer for your at-home coffee. Just but is it flavor-free as well? Because sometimes they go hand in hand. No, actually, it's currently in my fridge, and I drink it every morning. It's delicious with a little whipped cream on top because I like it sweet. Mix not sweet enough for you? <laughs> Uh, all right. On that note, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Nick Garber and Doc Saska, I am J.R. Hanley, and this was the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom.